0: the Sahaja Yoga meditation program. Today in the studio, our guest speakers are Nilesh and Sandeep. Sanjay is on the panel, and I'm Caroline. Within each and every one of us, there is a greater being, an enlightened personality, a true self. With it lies peace, joy, and bliss. The journey towards this better self is an individual journey towards God. Meditation is a way to it. When we meditate, we empty ourselves from any mental activity. Without thoughts, without this constant noise, our brain enlightens and we become aware of a supreme loving and connecting energy that surrounds everything. Not only we become aware, but we also access its powers. And reach divine discretion and divine knowledge. But we cannot achieve it without having our attention inside ourselves. If our attention is constantly outside of us, attracted by other words, by spectacular appeals, we must keep our attention within, because that's where what we're looking for is residing. To meet our true self, we need to receive our Self-Realization. Self-Realization is an enlightened state we achieve when our Kundalini, the motherly energy we all have inside, rises from the sacrum bone, where she lies dormant, through our heart, where our spirit resides, to the top of our head. When this happens, we become thoughtless and we start feeling the peace of mental silence. It is a unique and divine happening, but so simple and so spontaneous. This is the beginning of an inner transformation, a long spiritual journey leading us to our spirit. After self all what you need to do is to increase the strength of the Kundalini by meditating regularly. Please stay with us as we will experience the awakening of our Kundalini through a guided meditation in a few minutes. Yoga Meditation Program. Nilesh and Sandeep are with me today to discuss their, their experience as regular meditators. Good morning.
1: Good morning. Good morning, and a privilege to be with all the Sydney people on my birthday, thanks.
0: Oh, I was just about to say happy birthday Sandeep. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm impatient, sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to surprise you, but no, I missed my surprise. And um, so you're here to discuss your experience of meditation. And um, I'd like to know how long you've been meditating for, both of you.
1: Uh, I'm meditating, like, actually, uh, my parents doing it for a long time, and I think uh, it was in my house, in like i grew up with seeing all these people meditating and uh, i'm doing it for almost 20 25 years yeah
0: and you nilesh
2: well i started in 1985 uh, when i was near 5 and uh, yeah since then like uh, initially my mom came in Sahaj yoga and because of her i used to go with her in the programs And the main intention was basically getting some sweets after the program. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I I started going and slowly, slowly, gradually started getting involved in a lot of activities and... uh, the you are boys so and and that involvement made me more stronger and started to getting more deeper and started getting aware of the meditation in more real sense mm-hmm. that's how I, I really started my Sahaja yoga and since then i'm just meditating every day mm. yeah that's
1: right like uh the thing is like uh i did was uh, doing meditation from childhood but what i felt as Nilesh said like um you just go for some Prasad or, or some sweets or something like that but uh, Inside subtly it's working on you and I feel like uh, When you start as a small kid And then you, you don't realize why you're meditating And why, why you're following your parents and things But I think when you go to the next stage of our life Where we have to face our own problems Or we have to be our like a master of our own when there is no parents and things, that's where actually the meditation helps you and makes you strong, because uh, I feel like the parents have left you to do your job, and then you suddenly realize that okay, I am my own master. But where that master is inside you, so you have to make yourself mm-hmm. one. And I feel like it makes strong. So
0: Sandy, you say, you say, like I am really with you when you tell this. But why did you decide to meditate? That well, what practically? what's the change inside you happen that make you realize oh this meditation is actually my life It's what i want to do
1: uh, a very simple answer to this would be uh i enjoy it like it's like for a musician uh, it's very difficult to tell him like the moment that instrument or that moment comes he's just by himself like he doesn't care the people are around him or who is listening to him or anything it's just him and the something which is actually you can call it as a god or you can call it as a uh, any religious background you come from that is something which you haven't seen so uh, that feeling I feel like uh, is always in me and that makes me to meditate and uh, it's I don't need to tell anyone that how great I feel or anything it's just my moment it just I enjoy and of course when you are um, trying to spread the things about the meditation then you try to uh, w- like to make words around it but actually it's a very personal experience that what I feel and that's what I enjoy and that's why I do meditation
0: mm-hmm. and you Nilesh do you feel any
2: well any when I started meditation? yeah uh, when I started initially it was like uh, I told you like I was very small and I was not too much into it but uh, as I started getting uh, around with the were boys and people around and slowly I got involved but uh, when I came to a stage where uh, I started going to uni I realized the real difference like what I'm doing and how different I am with compared to other uh, one of all my friends who are with me
0: so what was the difference
2: yeah well uh, the meditation what we do the sahaj yoga meditation is really uh, introspection for ourselves like what we are doing every day and how how you can improve and get more better and better every day so that's like a self master your own self so that's why i really enjoyed, and the best part as a student what i enjoy was uh, helping me in more of the studies like when you really meditate and study, it's like, it becomes like a photocopy in your brain. And I can make the difference with, I used to study last moment of my papers. And I used to really get <laughs> good, <I> good <laughs> marks. <math. laughs> so uh, it was a really so, amazing So do experience. you mean you
0: improve your memory, improve yeah, your memory, intellect? Exactly, or? yes. Uh-huh.
2: This really helped in a, when I was a student. But coming to the real life, honestly... Um, when I was in my profession i 'm a well i 'm a sales guy I was always a sales guy and uh, it is uh, well my profession is li- really like what i came from a background of aggressive sales kind of a uh, personality which i really uh wanted to become but it it couldn't because there was a proper balance between the aggression and what the balance which i maintain within myself when i meditate so it really helped me uh, uh going to that state mm. and the personality itself changed in me i can see the difference and that's what really helped me for that mm. so this is what the meditation teaches you every day every day you Learn good things mm. and that's how you correct and improve on you.
0: Yeah. I, I think the key word you said it is introspection.
2: Yeah
0: And uh, it goes very much with meditation. But meditation True. is that state that Sandeep described where you just in bliss yeah. and um, And it's very personal exp- experience. But yeah. the introspection is It's so important because it's having our attention on inside ourselves and keep correcting Keep correcting. So we first we have to express our desire to to be better, True. to improve, and then we see. Oh no, I didn't do that. I want. I don't want to be like this. Okay, let's correct. Not feeling guilty. Just keep correcting, and uh, that's that's really massive. True. And um Santipa, I need more about what you said about your experience, personal experience. Um, what do you feel when you meditate? Like what? What's the feeling inside? I know it's very difficult to describe.
1: Uh, what I can say, like uh, I. Just to talk about that bliss time instead of like, you know meditation doesn't happen like where you're sitting and you are in meditation It doesn't work like that you uh, You have to do a sadhana, which is a very Sanskrit word, but it's like uh, You bring yourself to the stage where you calm down yourself your thoughts slows down and I think uh, Unfortunately the ultimate thing I can describe or compare meditation experience is a drug addict. <laughs> 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 Sorry, but uh, this is not just me because uh, if you see the uh, people like the Indian, uh, I come from an Indian background, of course, you can get my curry accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I'm saying is like uh, the old p- uh, saints who described uh, meditation or the love to the God Actually, always they uh, compare the meditation part with the drug addicts or someone who has, who don't care for the world. He Who has got that uh, gist of, uh, you know, that drug and that that is the only thing he wants in his life. And he's gone so mad for uh, that ultimate experience that he forgets about the world and the world becomes nothing for him. In the same way, actually, I feel pity for them because they're doing it in a wrong way it's uh suffering for them but meditation is opposite of that with the same experience where uh you are in a way getting addicted to this uh, very special experience but this addiction is a very positive ad- addiction and uh, and what i feel that uh, the ultimate point where you are meditation you are enjoying meditation is like you all your cluttering thoughts which is very it's very difficult for stopping all these thoughts all the time but at that uh, time of meditation what you can see is you are by just yourself you're not that the thoughts stop you're not thinking of future past you don't think of what's working in the office uh, what I have to do tomorrow you are just enjoying that presence and uh, and like it's it's that's the addiction i feel like and you and you can as you go more deeper into this meditation experience you can prolong this period of thoughtlessness and then that's what you enjoy and and this becomes a power it's not an addiction the way i was comparing then what happens is um, the next stage of it is you you get to the you get the trick of reaching to that point after you practice it very sizable amount of time and then this practice you can use in any point of your life Say so for example you are at work and in a situation where uh, like your mind is like your boss has come and he has given you a lot of work and something is not right and your thoughts keep on thinking oh my boss is like this and she is like this and he is like this and that time but if you realize at that time if you try to go to this stage of meditation where you are just by yourself i feel like that's a very uh big trick in our hands and you just stop it and you enjoy the same mm. meditation which you do mm. and you can experience anywhere you want
0: mm. i think i i like your comparison with drugs actually it says so, so many people taking drugs are doing it because they are actually seekers
1: yeah exactly
0: they're looking for beliefs and um, this this addiction in brackets that uh, we, we have feeling in meditation is just a true experience of love of God.
1: Yeah and uh, uh, like uh, you must have gone across so many of the Sahaja Yogis who practicing meditation they were literally drug addicts and mm-hmm. uh, in the early times of Sahajoga Yoga when Srimataji was in London she literally had this actually she could see she was so humble and she could uh, see that these people are just going in a wrong direction and she was able to transform them completely and we have some sahaja now who have changed their life like there wasn't any hopes in their life and they have now beautiful kids and they're leading a very successful life you can say and it's amazing
0: with a rich inner life that satisfies you exactly exactly all right. Um, I think I had so many more questions, but <laughs> your answers were so beautiful and and uh, fruitful. So uh, let's experience the meditation now. So um, I'm I'm inviting you to experience your self-realization. So the self-realization is the awakening of that energy we all have inside, called the Kundalini. So um, if you could please sit down and just just stop what you're doing because it takes uh, a little bit of inner attention so um, even if you're driving maybe you can stop your car and I recommend that you remove your shoes only if it's possible and sit down comfortably if the floor is comfortable you can do the floor and put your hands on your lap palm up Just relax, relax all your muscles, your shoulders, your face, and take a few big deep breaths. Close your eyes as well. Also the meditation, we will use our right hand. And we are going to position that hand on certain part of our body on the left side. So put your hand on your heart, your right hand on your heart. big deep breath and just ask yourself this very fundamental question, Mother, who am I? Who am I really? the ribcage. Still on the left side. Mother, am I my own master? Am I my own teacher? My own guru? and you put your hand when your leg and body join together. Mother, please give me the pure knowledge. Please reveal me the truth. Is inside of us. Mother, please give me the pure knowledge. I choose to follow the right thing. I choose to do the right thing. Then you put your hand back on your heart and take another big deep breath. fundamental truth about yourself is that you're the spirit. Mother, I am the spirit. I am not his mind, not those conditionings, not the past, not the future. pure and eternal spirit, the pure reflection of the divine. Mother, I am the spirit. and you put your hand on the left side of your neck and you can gently turn your head towards the right just to stretch that point there is an energy center there and you get very much affected if we feel guilty so from your heart it's a truth. Just say, I am not guilty. I am not guilty of anything at all. If I am the pure spirit, I am not guilty. To see my mistakes and correct them, but not to feel guilty. Mother, I am not guilty. Then put your hand on your forehead. In your life, it's very important to forgive. To let all the negative thoughts go. All the memories go. Mother, I forgive. I forgive everyone. I forgive everything. I forgive myself. Mother, I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. Just let go. Head. The palm of your hand on the fontanelle, and just massage gently your head. Please, Mother, give me my self realization. Mother Kundalini, please rise. Give me my enlightenment. Please, Mother, give me my Self-Realization. Just raise your hands, maybe 20 centimeters above your head. See if you can feel a gentle cool breeze coming from the fontanelle. This is a manifestation of the Kundalini awakening. You can put your hand back on your lap. And just enjoy the meditation for a few more minutes. In that state where you're not thinking. Thoughtless Awareness. listening to the Sahaja Yoga meditation program. The founder of Sahaja Yoga is Sri Mataji Niamala Devi. Mataji started Sahaja Yoga over 40 years ago and traveled the world to give self-realization to everyone desiring it. Since then, Sahaja Yoga has spread all over the world and is teach freely to help people to go deeper in their meditation and reach that state of thoughtless awareness. It's by being in that state that we transform ourselves from within. It is not always easy to be thoughtless. So to help us, Shri Mataji have taught us simple techniques using elements, affirmation and mantras to help us clear our weaknesses and strengthen our inner qualities. Sahaja Yoga is not another dogmatic religion. Shri Mataji's vision is for us to become our own masters, to develop the wisdom within and choose to do the right thing because the moral qualities are imbibed inside us and we cannot go against them anymore. Nilesh, yes. what, what is so unique about Shri Why are there so many people in the world following Shimataji's teaching?
2: Well um, Shri Mataji is uh, both guru and a mother like uh, she's our master so Guru and mother, this is the first kind of incarnation which we had uh, in this uh, whole of uh, the incarnations. So as a guru, she has taught us and she has given us the self-realization meaning she has she has helped us to understand the real meaning of life and This is how we can introduce ourselves. We can introduce our spirit with our own self And that's the connection we can establish and through that self-realization we can also give to Anne Mars like she has taught, taught this technique And with that it's been spreading all over the world and that's what her message is the spreading this love to all over the world and that's really helped us and that's how it's been spreading in all our countries
0: mm-hmm. And uh, Sandeep I know you've been many times with Shri Mataji in her presence Do you recall any stories you'd like to share with us? Uh,
1: I think in a very short time i would just like instead of telling story i feel like what everyone feel unique about her was uh her tremendous love for everyone irrespective of your country race or anything and my experience was like i was fortunate enough to see her closely in india and for some stage in italy and when i was in india what i felt like um, People who were coming there around Srimataji as with our human awareness, we feel like we try to associate trends, and everyone used to feel like, oh, she is Indian, so I think she likes more uh, Indian people, and was uh, so very human feeling. I mean, uh, we always try to see how we can associate, and that with our own understanding, we uh, put it some label on it. And when I went to Italy and I had a time to be around Shri all the Italians were having the same thought. And uh, the next, next part of it was, it wasn't just Italians, uh, because uh, Italy being the hub of whole Europe, the whole European c- people coming from uh, England and all, uh, like they used to feel the same feeling that, oh, Shri likes European people because she was in Europe. And when I moved to Australia, I thought this is amazing because the Australians are saying, oh no, Shamadji loves the Australians. So <laughs> so I feel like this is, this is a very like scientific proof of true love, what she gave to everyone. Like Though everyone tried to uh, like be close to her, but I think her love for everyone was very unique and very uh, godly, I would say.
0: I think this love is very addictive because um, as human beings we have never experienced that love before and once yeah. you feel it, it, it pulls you so much, it transforms you, it transcends you and so everyone wants to be really close to it but Shri Mataji's love was completely universal, is it, completely universal.
1: Exactly like I mean uh, other proof of that is like uh, in uh, as a human being you live on this earth for i know i don't know how like say 80 years as an average age and uh in that i like i was fortunate enough to see few countries and see the Sahaj yogis or the practitioners of this meditation technique in on in different countries and i feel like uh bringing all the people from these different countries and different races and different color in a very like this thought of globalization or globally bringing people together is always been expressed by a lot of philosophers but it's not practical that's what i used to understand but when i saw these people from different parts of the country living together without any uh, you know uh, agenda of uh, like we are she's not trying to sell you something it's like all pure. It's a God's message and because it's a God's message everyone sticks and I feel that's amazing. Yeah.
0: So I would like to now play an extract of a talk given by Shimataji in nineteen eighty. And just for your understanding, when Shimataji is speaking about being in front of the photograph, she means when you're sitting in meditation. So let's listen to Shimataji now.
3: So do everything in silence not thinking, in thoughtless awareness. That's the main point. How much you pamper your ego, you just see morning till evening. It's very simple to see in life. We try to be angry and in temper, or sometimes try to be very, very gentle and sometimes very, very uh, humble to look at just to please that ego of us, not to ourselves the Spirit. Now just fighting your spirit and you are not, uh, fighting your ego you are not going to achieve much, as I have told you. Just do not accept its existence. It doesn't exist for you any longer. Does not exist. Ego is only existent in God because He does something. You do not do. That's why it's a myth. Your ego is a myth. You have no ego. It's a myth. You are carrying on with the myth. Now, ego in a man is nonsense. Ego in God is all sense. Now, when you are facing the photograph, just to check up yourself, humble down yourself. First of all, humble down, like a person who wants to perfect oneself. Before the photograph, you humble down yourself and try to find out what's wrong with you. Best thing is to give yourself abundance. Don't think again. Humble down means try to bring down your attention to your heart. Humble down. Bring it down to your heart. Don't think. Now you put attention to the photograph without thinking and see for yourself what chakras are catching. One should not immediately jump into control, oh yes, I'm catching for this, I'm catching for that, I'm catching for another person and all this nonsense is not needed. We need not take it to a rationality to judge it why you are catching. That's not important for us. It is catching. All right, so do not go on a trip of thinking. I can ask, you need not. If you are checking other people, then it's all right, because you can tell them what is to be done. But then you find something now left is catching. So now you know that this is because of your guilt, whichever is built in your subconscious, you are catching on the left. It could be due to anything, because you didn't have proper sense of morality. That's the basics. Left Vishuddhi is immoral. If you have been immoral, you get this, basics. Then sisters' relationship. Then guilt that is built in the subconscious. If you become immoral, in the subconscious the guilt is built. Any such guilt can come as any other guilt. Like you see, the real guilt is due to something else but people express it it as something else. So do not worry as to what guilt you have got. I never tell you what guilt you have got, if you remember it correctly. Never I tell you that you should say that uh, you have got this guilt. Many people tell me that I have got a guilt that uh, there is war in Vietnam or some sort of a nonsense. Or my forefathers went to Argentina and killed many Indians. All this is nonsense. You see. The guilt is a subconscious action. Is what you call the conditioning, in the left. When there is a, some sort of an immoral behaviour that is done, even you may not be knowing what is morality. You see, if you do not know dharma, might be something you are doing which you should not have done. So forget about it. Detach yourself. The one who has committed mistake is your ego, not you. You are pure because you are Spirit. So don't condemn yourself for that. You are not to bother. For example, if there is defect in the instrument, there is no defect in the electricity. Electricity is pure. It is not carried out because there is defect in the instrument. So we have to correct the instrument. Now, if you think you are the electricity, you can correct it, but if you think you are the instrument, you can never correct it. Because again you go to your subconscious, try to find out, oh, what things I must have done. It could be from your previous lives also. It could be you might have caught it by saying something very filthy, which you do not remember. So do not tax your mind. We are not psychoanalysts at all to find out Psychologically, what is wrong with this by asking questions and this then troubling yourself too much with ego. Psychologists only think of the left, but they don't know when you try to do that, you develop your ego. When you start thinking about it from where this has come, immediately you develop the ego of a person. And the person goes on to the ego trip, and which is even more dangerous than subconscious problem. Because people who have ego trouble the whole community. And those who are superego only trouble themselves. People with ego are much more dangerous and troublesome than the people with superego. So you just first of all see what is the matter with you. Now left Vishuddhi is catching. All right. So that means you are the, the Kundalini is not properly going through the left Vishuddhi. All right? Then you be attached to your spirit. Try to attach yourself to your spirit. Then you clear it out. I see like that. Supposing I'm the spirit and you are the body. I see my spirit and I see your spirit. I'm not bothered what you have got. In the same way you see yourself in two ways. That you are the spirit and you are not the body or the mind or anything. So we have to clear it. They are connection, they are different, they are another. We have to correct it. As electricity is separated from this instrument, in the same way you are separated from your spirit. But this separateness must be understood in meditation. That's why meditation is necessary. For meditating you should say that, Mother, make me the Spirit. I am the Spirit. Mother, I am the Spirit. You start seeing through the eyes of the Spirit everything. Then you do not feel bad. You laugh at yourself. Make fun of yourself. And then you enjoy yourself. You live with yourself. You play with yourself. You joke with yourself. And the whole thing becomes... A joke.
0: Sahaja Yoga meditation program. We are back with Sandeep and Nilesh and today we would like to talk about humility. And before we start our discussion, I would like to read one quote of Shri Mataji Nirmala Devi, the founder of Sahaja Yoga. In this quote, Shri Mataji is talking about um, Sahasrara. So just for your own understanding, it's the last energy center we have on the top of our head and um, it's represent enlightenment. So here's a quote. Humility is very important for us. Otherwise, this power of the Kundalini cannot take you beyond. Now, as it is, it has crossed the Sahasrara. Now, this power has to go higher and higher. For that, first you should be humble. Humble doesn't mean that you should be something artificial. the humility of a businessman or a politician. It is a humbleness within your heart. That, oh God, we don't want to understand you. You are too great. But let us know ourselves. It's going to be hard to talk after that, Sandhya. You ready?
1: <laughs> yeah, I haven't Googled, so...
0: <laughs> Did you make all your research? So, uh, my question was, what is humility? What What is a humble person?
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, so first, like when you're asking a humili- humility and I told you I haven't Googled it and I, and, and uh, I tried to speak to my wife and she said, no, you be yourself. And so I thought, okay, let's be yourself when <laughs> you have a we good are talking. Wife. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, what I would fe- feel like humility is, uh, it's a very, as, as the word says, hum in it, like human being the human the basic human qualities that everyone has and it doesn't need a country religion anything the basic human human instinct we have we are with all that basics we are asking sitting in front of the god we are asking please give us that uh, at most and the beauty of being humble or the difference of being humble and not humble is i feel as uh, shimada was saying uh, that not the humility of a politician or humility of a businessman so i would relate that is uh, you know any time when we do any reaction uh, we have lot of aspect of our ego and super ego so how we read so for example if i am walking on the road and i saw somebody is just uh, falling down the first question the first instinct of a human humility or human being is to go and help, but then the then the mind tells you, oh no, what person is that? Is he a old or is he a young? A wife, and then this next question comes: Oh, is he uh, from the dress? We try to judge whether he is a uh, Hindu, Muslim, or Christian, or something like you know. All these political questions come in your mind, and the next question is: Is he a rich and thing like all these things? Is like camof uh, like it uh, it hides the first uh, reaction of our humanity, and I feel like humility is taking out all these reactions and just doing the human instinct. And when Shumataji is saying about humility, uh, that you have to ask the God with the whole all of your humility, uh, the question that please give me that uh, ultimate. Uh, thing so i would compare that with say for example you like god we can't see and there was always debate that someone has someone says like i have seen god but practically we haven't seen we can feel him we know that he is everywhere but that question like I, i i would say like when i want to see a god i would go in front of the ocean and you try to talk to the ocean and Say, for example, you go in front of ocean and ask the ocean some stupid question and the ocean doesn't answer you. So that that doesn't mean like ocean is powerless or ocean is uh, not answering you or ocean is incapable of answering your question. The humility will tell you that we are too small in front of the ocean. The humility will tell that like if you want in your stupidity, you can make the ocean small by saying, oh, stupid ocean doesn't, it's of no use or anything like that. So the humility is a basic quality which tries to keep you down to earth and makes the God or the makes the person in front of you very big. And when we're asking to the God, we say like, I am nothing in front of you. Please give me, I accept your uh, uh, superiority and without any questions, we ask the small thing to such a big, endless, infinity God.
0: Just um, you made me think of a quote I read of uh, Isaac Newton, the, the great physicist, and uh, he was saying, To myself, I seem to have been only a boy playing on the seashore and diverting myself in now and then, finding a smoother people or a precious shell than ordinary, while the great ocean of truth lay all uncovered before me."
1: Well, perfect. That's good.
0: So, I thought that was a very interesting quote, because sometimes we're just playing with our little mundane things, and we forget just to that the greatness of God, the greatness of the nature, the greatness of this power surrounding us is there. And um, because we're so busy with our souls, like Sandeep was describing, we're so busy with our thoughts and our ego creates our thoughts permanently, always reacting to something or reflecting to something, that we forget that just to put our attention on, on the greatest purpose.
2: True.
0: Um, I'm going to jump because we are <laughs> running out of time. That's a shame because I had so many great questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> I can see... Next Nilo, time. Nilesh feeling really relief. <laughs> just to speak about the ego because i think ego is um a very big one about it's like the one uh, the black beast uh, stopping our humility nilash what is ego really what how what is it and how does it manifest and how does it stop us from being humili- humi- humble
2: <laughs> well uh, adding to the shmataji's quote uh, in that was late nine, 1980s uh so just want to share one thing, what she said was the basic seeking power is humility and if you think you know everything, you cannot humble down. And you cannot seek, even if you seek, you don't want to follow anybody else's path, you will do whatever you want to do. So you don't have to think someone special for our own self or uh, maybe you're a very self-important person and, and that's what really not help you to become a part and parcel of the whole Creation what you are so once once you try to uh, start thinking and giving important own self then basically then it, it takes to ego and someone tries to say something good about you that boosts your ego and that's how your, your ego starts reacting mm-hmm
0: okay that's such a shame i think i will keep it for next radio program because I had so many things sure. maybe you have to come back you too <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> <Hope> so. <laughs> so um just because now it's uh, almost time to say goodbye so um, i just uh hope you enjoy the program and to learn more about meditation you can join our program in one of your, our centers there's many centers in Sydney, um in all over australia and all over the world uh, all Saja pro- programs, Saja yoga programs are free of charge. And you can find the programs on www.freemeditation.com.au. It's www.freemeditation.com.au. Or you can call one 724 252. It's one 724 252. And we might have the pleasure to see you there. So happy birthday, Sandeep. Thank you to both of you for coming it was a pleasure to have you